Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, what's up? That's, uh, that's Emilio, and what's up is we're uh, joining you again midweek to uh, discuss uh, another individual player, as you uh, might have guessed from uh, the uh, title of the episode. We're talking about Bryn Forbes. Yes, now this, uh, I was a little surprised when... Uh, I asked Emilio what uh, what player he wanted to talk about this week, and he uh, he mentioned Bryn Forbes. Mills uh, not not incredibly uh, familiar with uh, with his work. Uh, no, just, just getting no, a handle on not. on his first name uh, in the last few hours here. Bryn Forbes, <laughs> but um, Bryn Forbes uh, certainly a contributor over the last few years in the NBA, and we've yeah. uh, spent a little time digging into him. So uh, we'll bring that to you here in this uh, in this podcast. So Mills, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, about Bryn Forbes. Uh, Tell us a little bit about him. Yeah, I mean, um, born um, July 23rd, 1993, 27 years old in 202 days. He was born in Lansing, Michigan. Just wanted to get that straight. Right he's a real uh, real Michigan guy, I would say. Yes. I mean, he's uh, you know born in uh, Lansing, as you mentioned, went to high school in Lansing as well, and uh, attended uh, Michigan State, although he uh, attended another college as well, which we'll get to in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, uh, tell us a little bit more. Like, uh, how big is he? I mean, like that. Kind oh of yeah, stuff. he um, six two, two hundred five pounds, and um, shooting guard shoots right. I didn't really mention that he shoots right, but he does. Yeah, he's not a lefty, so that's uh, that, that's interesting. Most people aren't. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Generally, uh, dealing with uh, with right-handed players, right-handed people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he he's been he definitely been having an outbreak season this year. I think just like based on what I've heard, um, I just yeah. Yeah, so let, let, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about his path to uh, to the NBA. Uh, obviously, a successful player in in high school played uh, at Sexton High School in uh, in Lansing, as we uh, as we mentioned. Colin Sexton. Yeah, actually went to uh, yeah named after after Colin Sexton. Uh, not really. Actually played alongside uh, Denzel Valentine. At, yeah. uh, in, in the, at the high school level. Yeah, I, that's interesting. You're not going to see high schools that have two MVP players that often. It's true. And Denzel Valentine actually, uh, you know, improbably getting a bunch of run uh, right now with the Bulls. So, I mean, this guy's yeah. still a, quite an active NBA player. And, of course, the two of them went on to uh, star at Michigan State together, uh, both Denzel Valentine and Bryn Forbes. Bryn Forbes first making his way to uh, Cleveland State after not having been a, yes. a, a major recruit out of uh, Sexton High School. But, I mean, definitely picked up his game. Um, I'm seeing, like, his awards in high school, and it's, like, a second team, all Big Ten, second team, all Horizon League. This is in, in college. Yeah, Horizon League Newcomer of the Year, Horizon League All Newcomer of the Year. I mean, he's probably turned out to be better than that, than most of the Horizon players or something. But, I mean, second team, all Big Ten. I mean, Big Ten has a lot of good players. I just think he's, like, better than they, like, in the Horizon League. Yeah, it does seem to be a trend for uh, Brian Forbes as you look at his career. I mean, as we were just saying, not a uh, – uh, highly touted or heralded recruit out of high school. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, after, you know, despite having uh, gone to a really high profile college for his last two years at Michigan State, I mean, a team that, you know, everybody knows about Michigan State and, you know, they're in the final four on a regular basis and, you know, a contending team with a you know, Hall of Fame coach and, and Tom Izzo. So a very high profile team still managed to uh, slip out of the draft in, in 2016 yeah. as he uh, as he came into the league. So undrafted. Yeah, undrafted, exactly. So, I mean, a guy who's been overlooked, I think, 
in uh, a lot of, in, you know, at each stop along the way. I mean, you know, it ha hasn't really been, uh, you know, expected to uh, do as well as he has at, at each level. Yeah, I mean, definitely good for an undrafted player. Really good for an undrafted player. I, I agree. I mean, as, as I understand it, he uh, you know thought he might get drafted in the uh, in the second round in uh, in 2016, but uh, found his way to uh, the Spurs for uh, for summer league and was told by uh, Greg Popovich just to uh, get up a whole bunch of shots and he hit 77 out of 100 threes according to uh, Wikipedia, what? and uh, you can imagine that uh, making a pretty good impression. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna get you to the league. Yeah, so and it did. I mean, it got him an opportunity with uh, the G League uh, team, the Austin Spurs, where he uh, played for that 2016-2017 season, and uh, then you know made his way, uh, you know, during that season as well to the to the Spurs, the big club. Didn't play a ton that first season, but uh, 36 games. Yeah, 36 games, just uh, just under eight minutes per game. So really, not a lot of opportunity there. But you know, started to get his feet wet there at age 23, as uh, you know, he broke into the league as a little bit of an older guy. Yeah, but the next season, picked it up, and then the season after that, he was starting almost every game. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, kind of a function of the way the Spurs like to uh, run their uh, their lineups. I don't know that he necessarily is a starting, you know, kind of two uh, player on a lot of teams, but on the Spurs, he's a good fit. And, and I guess, you know, it's a good time to uh, get into talking to a little bit about his uh, his style, you know, what what you expect yeah. from uh, from Bryn Forbes. Let's talk about on, on the offensive end. Yeah, I was seeing. I was watching him on the offensive end. I mean, he. I think he likes to pop threes for sure. Like, um, yeah, I think like to pop threes. I don't think he loves taking those mid range jumpers. I was watching some highlights of him on the Spurs, and he could use that floater game too. But um, not like um, yeah, not like uh, mostly pops threes. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, a, a really good three-point shooter. So, I mean, I think it makes sense that he would that he would prioritize that aspect of his game and uh, aim to get up a lot of threes. But, you know, one thing that struck me about watching a bunch of Bryn Forbes is that while he's uh, really adept as a catch-and-shoot uh, three-point artist, I mean, you know, phenomenal at that, especially when he's hot. I mean, you know, this year, I mean, what he's done so far, I mean, he's shooting just under 48%. Yeah, I mean, three. great. I mean, 48%. I mean, that's... Uh, it's pretty damn good, and, and his performance in, in recent games has really uh, underscored that. I mean, I, I watched uh, him going six for six uh, just oh, yeah. uh, two games ago against the uh, Cavaliers, but he's, he's been on, on, on a hot streak in general. He's been popping a lot of threes. But I, I think as good as he is, as I was saying, as a uh, catch-and-shoot artist, he really also is capable of creating some space uh, with the ball in his hands yes. and, uh, and getting to a shot that way, in addition to, uh, you know, getting to uh, mid-rangers. I mean, not that that's what he's prioritizing. No, I mean, it is. You know, it's his, his specialty is the three ball, and he's definitely capable of making it at a high enough rate that that's a great shot whenever he can get a good look. But uh, he definitely is capable if, if guys come out on him and, and uh, overplay the three of uh, yeah. creating something out of that. For sure. I mean, you don't want him popping mid-range I mean, he can be a deadly shooter. Absolutely. I mean, and you know, I, I think it's it's got to be a, a very low uh, low value proposition for other teams to uh, end the possession with the ball in Bryn Forbes's hands with an opportunity to uh, pop it. Yeah. You got you got to be looking to do something better than that on uh, on defense. So yeah, let, let's uh, let's let's talk a little bit more about um, about what to expect from uh, Bryn Forbes on the court. I mean, how about on, on defense? I mean, any, anything notable about Bryn Forbes as a defensive player? I. To be honest, I didn't see that much on defense because I wasn't really watching that much on defense, I have to admit. But, 
Yeah, he's probably just solid. I mean, I would just I would assume he's just like a solid defender, like most players are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's. I, I I think you know, just given like his his size limitations. I yeah, mean, you know, I mean, he's he's less. Yeah, there's only so much you can expect from uh, from a player of, of this type on the defensive end. Yeah, just once mentioned about his height. Um, it said he was actually just six foot on Wikipedia, and um, six two on here on the basketball reference. So, and it's gonna be. It might be a little bit shorter than we think. Or something. It's true. I mean, we may never know the whole truth about how tall uh, Bryn Forbes is. So Unless we meet him. Yeah, if anyone is around him and has a tape measure, and uh, you know, you could hit us up at uh, Barnards on the NBA at, uh, at gmail.com or uh, you know, on Twitter at Barnards on NBA. Yeah, we'll that at the end of the episode. So. Yeah, we'd love to uh, <laughs> love to be able to settle that at some point. Um, but in any event, uh, you know, obviously not a guy with uh, with tremendous NBA size. Uh, even for a guard. So, I mean, yeah. you know, he's got to get by with his quickness and, uh, and, and effort. And I think, you know, provides a decent amount of, uh, of, of, you know, utility on that end in terms of uh, putting forth effort, but just not a guy who's going to have a huge impact, not a ball hawk who's going to steal a whole bunch. And uh, I don't think yeah. he has a block in his NBA career. So, uh, you know, not making a huge impact on the defensive end, but that's not what he's there for. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, you know, getting an opportunity to, uh, to start right now in, uh, in yeah. Milwaukee, or in just this most recent game, I don't know that's necessarily going to continue yeah. uh, going forward as the Bucks uh, rotation is, you know, uh, becomes more complete again. But um, has been playing pretty well. Yeah, had definitely been playing pretty well, and I think a guy who's you know going to be uh, very functional and, and, and useful to the Bucks, uh, you know, as they yeah. uh, obviously plan to uh, make a deep playoff run this year and be a really good team again. Um, he's he's going to be a piece for them off the bench. For sure. I mean, he might. I think he might get a couple more starts. I mean. There could be like Giannis could go out for COVID, and another player could go out for COVID, and he starts like ten more games or something, or like twenty more games. It's definitely possible. I mean, this uh, really unusual season. I mean, uh, there have been uh, you know players dropping for all sorts of reasons. So uh, having him around and, and a guy who's you know capable of giving you you know twenty five minutes or something along those lines, and who has started a whole bunch in his career, as you mentioned, yeah. he did so in, uh, in in San Antonio. He's got one hundred and fifty six. Uh, starts under his belt now in the NBA. So, you know, guys familiar with that role uh, has played with starters and against starters. Uh, definitely going to be useful for these guys. Especially, I mean, the Bucks are a pretty thin team, I think, overall. So he definitely might be pushed into service uh, again. Yeah, actually, like, everybody on their team is actually solid, so. R- right now, everybody in the rotation. But, I mean, you know, if you have one or two of those guys drop out, I mean, you know, you're, yeah. you're looking at, at a much rougher situation. I know he started most recently because they're without uh, Drew Holiday in, in that most recent game. But, yeah. Uh, you know, obviously going to feature in the rotation, uh, even at yeah. full strength at this point. Just if you're talking about the rotation, I wouldn't mention um, Jalen Adams there. I, I just thought we might be talking about him since he's played in that game. Well, maybe that'll be another uh, another episode uh, on, uh, on on Jalen Adams. We'll, we'll see about that. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, about Bryn Forbes' uh, career so far. I mean, obviously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, um, career so far, he, he's the, had... Uh, the awesome, awesome podcast <laughs> alert is uh, is going off uh, here on the set, in case you heard that in the background. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, so um, his career so far has been pretty good, to be honest. But first two years of his career weren't amazing. Sorry about that noise. Um, just me fretting. Um, he um, he was uh, had 2.6 points per game in um, his first season, then stepped it up to almost seven points a game, then almost to 12 points a game, and um, yeah, starting almost every game that year, and then um, 
starting almost every game the next year, just 11 points a game that year, but then so far this year about nine points a game. So he he's a good, he has been a good scorer. Definitely has been a rotation player almost all his career. Yeah, per 36 minutes, I mean, you've seen those numbers, uh, those point scoring numbers, which is really, you know, the primary uh, uh, element that he provides, uh, you know, inching up as uh, as time's gone on, uh, you know, the volume uh, inching up a little bit. And obviously, you know, a lot is dependent on uh, how well he's uh, he's shooting the ball from from year to year, because I mean, yeah. just so much of what he's doing is uh, based on his three point shot, takes a ton of uh, ton of his shots from there. Yeah. Uh, Mills, you want to talk about some uh, some players who uh, rank as as highly on his similarity scores on Basketball Reference? Yeah, maybe like somebody like Mike Regordon or uh, Mike Butler. I mean, definitely in the mix here. Did you say uh, Mike Riordan or Mike Jordan? Mike Riordan. <laughs> um, he did win a title, so um. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Good, good, good job by him uh, on the 70 70, uh, sorry, 69 70 Knicks. Yeah, rags and iron bags <laughs> or something. Yeah, I mean, you know, some other uh, people who rank uh, comparably or rank high on his list of uh, similar uh, similar players on uh, basketball reference, uh, Sasha Vujicic, who I remember certainly as a uh, yeah, really a, as a guard on the Lakers. He was on those Kobe and Shaq teams, and uh, okay. you know, kind kind of a useful shooter in in the same way that uh, that Brent Forbes is not providing a whole lot of value elsewhere, but um, you know, good enough to be in a rotation for sure, coming off the bench yeah. for you. Uh, See um, Jason Williams on there. Yeah, I don't really know how to how to make sense of uh, of Jason Williams. Be, I mean, he just so much more about uh, about passing. handling and yeah, passing and stuff than uh, than is Brent Forbes. Uh, Brent Forbes, uh, you know, a, a fantastic. I mean, just worth saying again. I mean, as a three point yeah. shooter in his career, up over forty percent, which is uh, you know a terrific mark all time. Yes. I mean, you know, twenty eighth all time among uh, among shooters in NBA Woo! history. Boy, I mean, I, you know, nice. obviously the volume is uh, is another matter. I mean, he has another kind of volume that uh, a lot of players on that list uh, are going to have, but that's still a phenomenal percentage. He does. He's been popping, especially these last couple of years. I yeah. think at a higher rate than before. Absolutely. So uh, let, let's turn uh, and look look a little bit to the future here. So Bryn Forbes right now, uh, you know, 27 years old. Uh, do you think he has a chance to uh, make the Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think he's um, going to make it in easily. Going to definitely um, get into there pretty easy. I'm just kidding. But, no, I think he's definitely not going to make the Hall of Fame. I think he's not going to make an all-star team. Maybe. No. Never mind that. Um, he's not going to make an all-NBA or all-defense team. What about the uh, JW Sexton High School Hall of Fame? Um, probably. <laughs> yeah, I think he's got he's got a great chance at that. In, in all seriousness, uh you know, we don't don't mean to uh, to make make light of Bryn Forbes' uh, formidable uh, accomplishments. He's a, he's a he's a rotation player in the NBA, and as we said, as a uh, as an undrafted player and a guy who was really yeah. overlooked at the uh, high school and college level uh, before making it in the league, a very impressive accomplishment to establish himself as a shooter who at six two or six foot maybe uh, is worthy yeah. of uh, of hanging around in the NBA. I mean, he's now on another contract. I mean, yeah. he, he signed a uh, two year deal with the Bucks, and uh, he's playing on a terrific team. Yeah, um, we just not sure about that height thing. So, um, please let us know if um if you find out. Just want to remind you. Yeah. So, Mills, I, I know you'd mentioned that uh, you thought uh, Bryn Forbes was uh, quite a bit taller than. Uh, than yeah, his I had thought too. like um just watching him in the game against the Pacers or other games that I've watched the highlights of um just thought he looked more like 
small forward, power forward, looked like like a big six five to six eight small forward, power forward that plays on the wing. Now, were you talking about more uh, video of him with the Spurs? No, I was thinking with the Bucks. With the Bucks, very interesting stuff. So, and then uh, I saw with the Spurs, and also, mm-hmm. yeah, you thought he might be a little bit, uh, a little bit smaller. Small. So maybe, maybe a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> A little bit of variability with that uh, with that height, but uh, yeah, he's he's locked in for now at, uh, at six two. We're <laughs> six foot, and uh, yeah, he's he's making a living there. Uh, pretty impressive from uh, from Brent Forbes. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's got a future as a rotation guy for the next few years, and uh, and, and you got to be pretty pleased with that. Yeah, I think he um, he's going to have a solid career. Yeah. Uh, well said. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, unless we have anything more on uh, on, on Bryn Forbes, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up for this episode. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for joining us on this uh, uh, player specific episode of uh, Barnard's on the NBA. We'll be back with our uh, typical weekend wrap up show uh, later this week. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, if you uh, have any questions or comments for us, you can reach us at uh, Barnard's on the NBA at uh, Gmail dot com or uh, Barnard's on NBA on Twitter. Yeah, um, also coming up this weekend, we're going to um, talk about the Derek Rose trade. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, have lots to talk about, uh, as we always do. A lot of great performances, and uh, yeah, we'll look forward to uh, talking to you then. Bye.